it's Chris Watkin here, and I'm joined by James Hillier, who is an estate agent of many, many years, who actually started his own estate agency back many, many years ago. And then probably three or four years, that's about three or four years ago, you decided to rebrand to a Move branch. So what I'd want to do is talk about your story as an estate agent and why you decided to rebrand to this brand with a silly little sheep in blue, <laughs> in, in green and, and pink. So yeah. thank you for joining me today, James. Not at all. Thank you Good for stuff. having me. Thank you. So when did you first become an estate agent, my friend? Oh, I think I was 21 and I'd kind of jumped about, done, done some corporate banking. I was a postman for a short while, had okay. dreams of being a black cab driver in town. Um, and it, my now business partner said to me, uh, he was working for a, a small independent, said, why don't you give this a go? So you were just tasting different things than just seeing what, what was working? Trying to decide what I wanted to be when I grew up. Okay. So you kind of fell into a state agency like the rest of us. Mm -hmm. You didn't grow up wanting to be one? No. Does anyone? No, I don't think they well, do. I think my son does. Does he? My son does. But I'm sure you can get that He'll out. He'll grow out of that. Yeah, he's yeah, got Yeah. <laughs> get some sense into it. <laughs> so when did you become an estate agent? When? When? I think, yeah, I think it was 21 when I was 20. Which was what shortly, year was that? Shortly after, sorry. Um, well, I'm now 38, so... 2003? Yeah, about 2003, 2004, something along those okay. lines. So I had a good, uh, a okay. reasonable couple of years and okay. then it went nuts for a bit. Yeah, so 03, 04 was okay, then 05, 06, we had a little wobbling 05 for a couple of months and then mm -hmm. kicked on a treat 06, 07. So you working for an independent then? Or you started your own agency I by start, then? I didn't start out, I uh, started my own agency 2000 and, I think 2008, 2007, 2008, I think I started my... What, what made you want to start your own estate agency? Um, I think it was a case of, to be honest, I don't know really. I, I kind of, I'd been working for other people and could see that I could do the job and I felt a little bit like I was having my wings clipped as cliched as that sounds, um, and wanted to... You thought you could do better. Yeah, yeah I'd worked for an in, a small independent, family-run independent, which was great. They were lovely people. Um, cut my teeth there, and then went on to a corporate. Um, and that was like being put back in the box, going into a, a corporate environment, and couldn't do this, couldn't do that, couldn't push on until the person above me left their job. Mm. Um, and then met my other business partner, Robert, who had a corporate estate agency at the time, corporate franchise, um, and got into discussions with him and went and worked for him for a short while, him and his brother. Um, and he sold out his franchise, sold that one on, and we, we started Apex and, and ran from there. So where was Apex set up in, in Bexley? Sidcup. Sidcup. Sidcup in, in Kent. Yes, yeah, so two minutes away. I've just expanded into Sidcup, funny enough. We, went, we opened in Sidcup this month, so... Lovely. Gone back home. So the three of you had set up a, you say, what was it called? Apex? Apex. Apex. Just as the housing market fell off a cliff. Mm -hmm. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> it's hindsight. <laughs> okay. What was that like? Uh, difficult. We were fortunate enough where we'd kept the managed uh, portfolio we'd built from the Roberts corporate. So we'd kept because that. lettings at that point wasn't considered sexy, so let no. agents didn't want it. And did no they? one was doing it. You know, there was only two or three people in our in our area that were actually even considering letting. So we'd kind of built ourselves a, a decent 
decent hook in the market. Thank you God like. you kept it, eh? Exactly that, yeah, exactly that. Yeah, it could have been worse. Could have been worse. Okay. So we, we kind of traded off that and went solely down the lettings route for a couple of years. Okay. Just to ride how, the But how bad was it? How bad did it get? Close. Close. Yeah, it was a, a couple of months where we, we cut right back. We cut right back. What did you learn? Um, that we could do it was was the main thing that, that we were good enough to do it um, and that you're only as again cliche you're only as good as your last month there's no point at, at that point listing three or four and then going on to the next month and you've got nothing lined up and you're, you're back to scratch again so it's yeah kind of taught us that we need to work in front as opposed to just work hand-to-mouth we've gone from being a, a big fish and literally just people giving us property to, to go in on your own and having to fight for it. How did it make you feel that you were top dog, you know, at being an employed agent to basically being a small fish in a big pond? From an ego perspective, it wasn't, wasn't great at all. It wasn't great at all. You, I'd gone from walking into people's houses and having the kind of the chip on my shoulder, well, I'm, I'm, you're going to give me your, everyone's, everyone sells through me. So... I've kind of just got to offer a basic level of service, which to be fair, back then was pretty much all agents did. Um, and you're going to use me anyway to, you go from that to within a couple of months, you're going out and on the ones that you are actually invited into, you've got a two for now just to, to get them to consider you. How long did it take you to realise that you had to take that chip off your shoulder? Fairly quickly, fairly quickly. When you go in and you've got to explain to people who you are, um, and that you used to be that other company up the road, but you're not anymore. And all of a sudden, people kind of lost interest. Kind of lost interest. Because you, you, you still have an amount of, I oh, use James, he sold my house, he's great, go and have a chat with him. So then you walk in and you've then got to explain, yeah, that's when I was, I sold their house when I was such and such up the road. I'm not now, I'm Apex. Um, oh, well, where are you based? What, what can you do? What can you offer? And it's like, well, I can do everything that in my must own have hurt. That must have really hurt your pride in your Yeah, ego. very much so. Yeah, very much so. But you learn to park it. You learn to park it because it, it doesn't pay your mortgage. It doesn't pay your mortgage. Because I've you know, i spoken to a number of agents who are top dog agent at Agent One, mm-hmm. went and set up their own agency, be, it, be that with the self-employed model or, or not, it's almost irrelevant. And, and it's really affected them. I had a conversation, a friend of mine, uh, known him for many years, uh, I tried to get him to come and work with us, um, alongside us and an associate. And he went along the self-employed route a couple of months ago, left a big corporate, and I did that exact conversation. I said, you, you were expecting people to just call you because you're you, but you were you in a big, dressed up as a big corporate. Now you're you as you. Um, and what advice did you give him? Not to let it get at you. You've just got to keep going. You've just got to keep going. But go in a way where you speak to everybody, let everybody know. It's only really since we rebranded that we have the kind of the marketing team behind us that, that tell us what we should and, and shouldn't be doing with regards to things like the social media and stuff like that. There, there were still people a couple of years ago asking what I did for a living. Um, it's, uh, at that point, I'd owned an agency for 13 years, 13, 14 years. It's like, well, surely you know what I do for a living. Everyone knows what I do. And it's, there's, I hadn't told people. So... I was just saying to him, go out and tell everybody what you're doing again and just keep speaking to everyone and just assume everybody doesn't know what you do. Um, that would be the, the, the main point for anybody, I think, that they're starting out on their own is just speak to everybody. 
So you got through the recession mm -hmm. and you were trundling along quite nicely. When did you and your business partners think we need to rebrand? Um, what it was, was about lacking? Our ability to compete with the big boys, I think, as childish as that sounds. We were spending all of our money on the portals. Um, it was ridiculous money that we were spending as, an, as a one-man band trying to advertise on the, on the right move and Zoopla. We were spending the first two sales a month were going just on the portals. So you were spending um, four, five, six grand a month on all the portals? Yep, yeah, and we were only on two at the time. Um, so we were on Right Move and Zoopla, and it was, it was costing us five grand a month to be on those two. So was it purely a cost thing that you think, well, because what does the you move? It cost you, was it 12, 13, 1400 quid? Like yeah, 12. Was it purely a cost thing that you thought, actually, hold on a second, because you haven't got to give a percentage of your sale of fees away with you move. No. Nope. Uh, you have to give them a little license per property sale, but it's tiny. Mm -hmm. Was it purely a cost thing initially? When, when Robert and I started looking at it, um, it, for us, we were looking at it, where can we cut back? Where can we save money? What can we do? Because I always look at it, we were following a curve on what agents did and we were always right at the back. So if one of the corporates did something, we were looking at it going, well, how can we do that, but cheaper? And it showed. Uh, we had a website built that we thought was fantastic, but it still wasn't as good as, uh, say, a Your Move website, uh, one of the corporate ones. Um, so we were looking at all, always behind what everyone else was doing. Um, and that, that used to stick in my throat a little bit, that, that we were saying we were this, that and the other. Uh, the year we rebranded, we were voted number three in London, um, top 5% on the EA Masters, um, best in our borough. Uh, that was the September and November we painted our shop front pink and came out with sheep. Um, so Rob and I very much were looking so at... So you got all those awards before you rebranded? Mm -hmm. So there was no need to rebrand? There was. But we were, service-wise, we were fantastic. Um, but we were still... I've always been, my mum tells me, I don't know why she, I can't be, just be satisfied with what I've got, but I've always wanted more than what we've got. Um, and I knew we had to do something drastic to push on. We were earning a living, but I, don't, I could go and get a job working for someone else and earn a living. I wanted more than the living. Um, so you wanted we, the nice things in life. Exactly, yeah. And then to an extent we had them and people will say that oh, I've, I've always had nice cars, always had nice holidays and all the rest of it. But it was always a push to get it. Um, so it was a case of I, I wanted to, to crack on for the next five or ten years and then be able to take my foot off a little bit. Whereas I couldn't see that when we were an independent. Um, and then Clinton, our, that, our other, my other partner, was, is very much, he's always looked down the, the tech route. What can we do tech-wise? What's the next thing? Um, and he came at us and said, because we, we were looking at some other more localised franchises, um, and Clint came to us and said, have a look at these guys. And the first, like mine and Rob's first impression was, why would we do that? What, you moved? Yeah. Well, it's looks like a joke, doesn't it? Exactly that, exactly that. And we thought, we can't do it. Why, why would we do that? We, we built up this corporate slick looking brand. And now I look at it, we looked exactly the same as everybody else. There's another uh, corporate agent in the southeast, um, very big agency in sort of London and surrounding. Their lo their, the shop fronts are black, their logo is black and red, their name is written in white. And that's exactly what our shop front was. It was all black, name was written in white, logo was black and red. The difference between them and us 
was was minimal to say the least. So it was. Would you say that the logo and the U move turns some people off, but also certainly attracts an awful lot of people in? I think it attracts more than it turns off. It attracts more than it turns off, and we've had people that have come out and viewed with us that went on the market with other agents because they didn't like our brand but didn't actually look into the brand they just looked at the branding and that's not a bit of me um i mean a friend of mine said you you can sell my house but you can't put a board up outside why is that then i'm not having a sheep on my driveway it's that, that kind of mentality but when they kind of put that to one side and look at what we do differently and what we offer then it's people get over it quite quickly so you went in because you wanted a fresh brand to kick on. Mm -hmm. You wanted to save some money. But surely by taking their brand on, you, you were beholden to the U-Move head office. And no. no. And it was, it was one of the reasons that Rob and I were very keen on it, because Robert had his corporate brand, um, and I'd worked for him at his corporate brand. Clinton had worked under a corporate for many years, and kind of I knew the constraints we were under when we were franchise previously and it was they used to send someone down once a quarter he used to sit there and say oh, i guarantee if i came out on valuations you'd get two percent and if you do this this and this you'll get two percent why are you not getting higher fees you're doing this that and the other and every time he say, well come out with us then no i'm not allowed to come out with you but if you do this you'll get it um that kind of posturing um and we we were very aware we didn't want to go back to that we, we'd been our own bosses for okay yeah, once, once, and... once you've run your own business, it's really hard. Yeah. So uh, would you say that the you move, you know, Nick, Neil and the team, are they, do, they, do you feel that they're above you or underneath you supporting you? Very much underneath us. Very much underneath us. Yeah, it was, um, again, one of the drivers for us that, that we didn't want to be governed. We didn't want to be told what we could and couldn't do. Within, within reason, don't get me wrong, I can't go and change our logo and if i want to some advertising but would you down, want but, no because it I mean, works what i mean what's their biggest what's the biggest problem they've solved apart from having a great brand having a great it system um and supporting a well, <laughs> you know. you've answered your own question <laughs> what, what, what more problems do you want me to give you um uh, we're very good estate agents and we run a decent business i have no idea when it comes to marketing aside from how you market a house um, I've never been a marketeer, so we, I now don't have to be. Um, I don't have to keep up with, keep my eye on all the constant legislation change, especially with the letting stuff, because as and when it does change, we get an email straight away saying, right, this has changed, we now need to do this, this and this. Um, the system doesn't allow us to fall down. Um, aside from that, I'm saving four figures every month on what I was initially outlaying. And you believe their marketing and their famous IT system actually helps you generate more business and yeah. But how did it change? Because the the U Move model is very much on the personal agent approach, mm -hmm. which is one person deals with someone from start to end, negotiating viewers, offers, everything. Were you doing that in your previous No. And was, was that hard to change? Yeah. It was, it was one of the, the big things for us, and it's, now it's one of the things that we go out and push as much as we can because no one else does it. Um, aside from anything, when we're out, we're sitting in front of someone and they've had a, an experience, a, a valuations manager or whatever go out. and Whatever title they're called this week. It's exactly that, yeah, exactly that. That's, the minute they sign their contract, they're paid their 3% for listing or five, whatever they're getting for listing. You'll never speak to them again. 
you'll then be passed on to the 21, 22 year old. It's not derogatory in any way, shape or form, but you'll be passed on to the, mm. the, the trainee neg in the office, if you like, that, um, that I'm not saying he's not going to give you as good a service or is not going to provide a service, but it won't be as good as mine. Are you enjoying the job more because you, you're with someone from start to finish? Yeah, because I, I'm now not... How can I explain it to you? Yes, I am. Yeah, in answer to the question. Yeah, I am. I, am um, I feel like I'm doing it with people. That's, again, it's going to sound cliched, but you're actually helping someone to do something rather than just I'll stick a board up outside and stick you online. Are you, ha are you happier in you as a person? Yes. Let's be honest, you know, you've got your family and your, your work and they're both important mm -hmm. pillars. You know, w would your family say that you're a happier person? Yeah, yeah, very much so. You can't do this job and do it properly without enjoying it. Otherwise, you just become Were a Were you not enjoying it before? No. no. And do you genuinely put happiness down to the fact that you've started a U-Move franchise with their support and guidance? Yes, if I'm honest, yeah. I think because a lot of the stuff that used to worry me when we were an independent with regards to the business side of things, the legislation side of things, the constant changing and, and trying to move forward, I couldn't focus on generating and, and doing new business because I was having to work out some new wording to go on the website or make sure our details were compliant and all that kind of stuff. It, even things like um, paying rent. Um, on our managed portfolio, I now don't have to do that, which used to tie me to my desk for, I'd say, probably four to five days a month as a minimum. When you look at the hours that I used to spend paying it, I'm now free of that. And just to confirm, if anyone's watching this, so they run their own estate agents and they just feel part of the vanilla mix, mm -hmm. talk to me about the branding, because again, a lot of people are put off. I want to just revisit that. Is it a positive or a negative? It's very much a positive. It's a, it's a Marmite brand. It's a Marmite brand. At first, when, when there was three of us went up to, to Cleckheaton, um, which was a pain, uh, the, the, when we went up to have our initial meeting, and that was a, oh, I'm not coming up here every, every month to have a meeting or whatever. Um, driving up there, and Rob and I were very much, well, this is going to have to be a bit special for, to convince us. And Clint was like, just clear, clear mind, no agendas, go in there and listen to what they've got to say. And by the time we came out, we were trying to decide where we were going to have the artificial grass in our office and what shade of pink we were doing in the front of it. So it was, we, we've completely changed the look of the office. It's now people coming and go, it's really nice in here. We had a parking on the front. I've now converted that to decking. We've got artificial turf out there. People thought we were opening a cafe at one point and we were going to put tables out there. Maybe you should. It's been considered. Um, we looked at having a, a huge Christmas tree. Uh, we do our window every Christmas. Um, I have it all done. It's the same as our Christmas cards this year. We have it all contravision so it looks nice. And we considered having a huge Christmas tree up and having some carol singers. Mm -hmm. And you've then got to go down the route of insurance and all that sort of stuff. It's more ag than it's worth. Um, but yeah, from a brand perspective, we'd been in our office, I think, for three years when we rebranded in our Betsy Heath branch. We'd moved over from a, a different high street to the main, yep. the main strip. Um, and it was black. We had our parking out the front. It was a generic. The, the shop next you to me was like black. every other estate agent. And the, the three or four shops in our parade were all black. So we, we just blended in. The day we opened, um, the marketing guys had just gone. They'd just done our video on our launch video and stuff. They'd just gone. And when a gentleman walked in the office and he said, um, I'm, I'm thinking of selling. Can you come and value next week? Uh, so we went and valued it, got it on the market. It's a five grand fee. And we said to him, just out of interest, why did you come in? He said, well, I'd like to help new businesses out. He said, I wanted to help. Well, 
we're not we're not new. We've been there three or four years already. He said, I never noticed you. So I walked past the office twice a day because he walked from his house to the gym, which is over the other side of the road. He said, I walked past twice a day every single day and I've never noticed you before. Um, and just off the back of the thousand pound we spent having the shops braid, we don't five grand back. And it, it's just little bits like that. When that happened, we knew we'd... So people's fear about the brand, you're saying it's Marmite, it will put some people off, but it generates a lot more. Yeah. And it means you're not a cookie cutter, vanilla. Exactly that, yeah. People say to me, what, what's different? What's different between you and X, Y, and Z agent? And I kind of look down at the, the, the folder I've got on the, de uh, on the table in front of them and look back at them and it answers its own question. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's made a massive change the way we have to do business. And um, let's, let's start to finish this interview. How's, the, how's 2020 been for you as an agent with COVID? And what support have you had? Uh, from an agency perspective, I always feel guilty saying it because some people have had a rubbish year. But for us, it's been my best year in nearly 20 years of agency by, by far, okay. by far. Um, the initial lockdown was we all went into panic stations and we sat there and the three of us had a, a meeting. It was like, right, let's tell all the staff they're all good. They're fine. We've got our management com money coming in. They're all, as long as everyone pays their rent at some point, mm. then they're all good. So everyone was reassured they were getting paid. Um, and it was like, right, what do we do now? And then we got an email through um, from head office, booked us on a conference call, or booked us on a video call, and it's like, right, you need to continue doing the marketing, but just take away any sales of the marketing. It's just purely an awareness thing. You're just telling people that you're there, offer a bit of assistance if anybody needs it. We could still go out and about traveling for work and stuff if you wanted to. So we did a couple of shopping drop-offs and bits and pieces for people. just around local local kind of community stuff. We shared some posts from the local council and stuff like that, just letting people know that we were about. And it grew our brands to a point where people that didn't know us then did know us. That's what it's all about, isn't mm. it? Yeah, very much so, very well, much and what's so. And what does the future hold? Um, we're looking to take on some new territories again next year. We've opened another two since lockdown, first lockdown ended. Um, we'd like at least another one, maybe two next year. Um, I always said I wanted one a year, um, okay. but we're, we're kind of, we're three years in and I've got four, so, or we've got four, sorry. Um, so we're looking at another couple next year, hopefully. Good stuff. Um, yeah, just keep going the way we're going, just keep building our brand and our reputation. Final question, James. What would your message be to any small independent estate agents who are looking to kick on and potentially use the UMOVE brand as that vehicle? My message to any small independent agents would be to give it some serious consideration. Don't look into it, look, look in depth, look at how, speak to some of the franchisees, see how they're getting on um, and take note of what we do differently, what, else, what we offer, what's being offered from UMOVE as opposed to what's offered under the other franchise and self-employed models. Excellent. Thank you for your time today. Can, I, you can, you just, can I just confirm that neither you nor you move have paid me to do this video. All videos on the Watkins sofa are completely free of charge to the person sat there. I just love to interview people. I want to, I'm a huge believer in the self-employed model for the right people. And it has to be the right people. It's it? very much so. Yeah, it's not for everyone. So. No, not at all. You, it's, uh, it's very different. And um, thank you for your time and thank you for sharing your thoughts. Thank you very much for having me. It's much appreciated.